What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO Project, the MFCEO.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. Look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze, we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
25 Moto here from Grundle. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian Gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. I guess this would be considered a all-GGR version of my post-race interviews from Anaheim. Uh, limited guys that were available for post-race interviews in the uh, conference room after uh, after the race. And um, I could have gotten... Uh, Justin Barsha, but I think he had been interviewed about nine times prior to me talking to him. So uh, I think you were going to find the uh, the answers to most of the questions I was going to ask one way or another uh, through the different ways that uh, you take in uh, motocross media. So I just didn't want to uh, bug that guy any more than you already was. And uh, I thought that that was probably the best way to handle it. But uh, in this podcast, you will find uh, uh, interviews with uh, JGR's Team manager, of course, uh, Jeremy Albrecht. I think he's the first interview followed by Buddy Antonez. I talked to him for about two minutes about um, a little bit of arena cross, a little bit about supercross, and uh, and just working with a couple of the athletes. And then uh, I get uh, a few minutes with Justin Hill. Uh, of course, I got to talk to him prior to the uh, the track walk this this uh, that particular day. But then um, I wanted to get his thoughts on uh, the day as a whole and uh, and some of the things that he worked on and some of the things that uh, kind of threw him a bit of a curveball. So I hope you guys enjoy these. I hope you guys are, are subscribing to the podcast and uh, and listening to each one as they come out. Um, we've already put up episode 500, which was Ryan Villapoto. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed doing it. Uh, that was a, uh, a bucket list style interview for me to do. And uh, I think I think I, I, I did a decent job at it. I think he enjoyed the interview himself. So uh, Enjoy these post-race interviews, guys. Uh, I'm going to keep keep uh, cranking them out. And uh, the post-race interviews are, of course, always brought to you by FMF, Fly Racing, Viral Brand, W Wheels, and, uh, and Traction MX. Thank you all so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you again soon. I should be heading out to the Lake Elsinore Supercross track in, uh, in a couple hours here to go uh, take some interviews and, and see what those guys are doing out there on the Supercross track. If, if it's not still raining, believe it or not, it's still raining in, Cal- in SoCal right now. So uh, enjoy the post-race interview, you guys, and we'll, uh, we'll, talk, we'll chat with you soon. Post-race interviews here with uh, Jeremy Aldrich, the one they call J-Bone. J-Bone, can, you, can I get a letter grade on uh, their team's performance, both, both on and off the track today? I would say we were a B. B, B plus? Yeah, probably high B. Yeah, B plus would be good. I Actually, A minus. Let's go there. A minus. Hey, yeah. we're, we're improving by yeah, the second. Yeah. yeah, the more I think about it. It was actually, yeah, everything looked good. Everyone, everyone worked really good. Everything went fairly smooth for the first race. Obviously, Hill didn't ride like he wanted to do in the main, but he, he rode really good all through the day. He just got a little arm pump and made little little mistakes, but he was riding great. And that's, you know, there was no issues with anything today, so we're not chasing something. Yeah, yeah, you're riding fine. Weston rode 
great all day. He uh, just kept working on little things. It's only little things now for him. He's really close, and uh, yeah, I'm happy what place he got. Nicoletti, I didn't really get to see what he's capable of because he had a rough day, but that's why I have to take our grade down. Yes. Not because of him, just because of the... He's what's the, keeping you from an A+. Plus. That's right. He just crashed. It's not his fault. No. He crashed, and he, and he, and he got ran into, and it's, it's ran over. pretty gnarly. Yeah, so we're lucky he's okay, and he can do it again next week, really. So, um, yeah, as far as all the bikes and uh, team, everything went well today, so we're happy to make it out of here and go to Houston. Absolutely. Now, uh, the only thing that stuck out for me as far as Justin's ride today was the starts. Um, how do you guys address that? Uh, and is, is it a um, is it a like the the starting surface that he's still trying to figure out? Is it the, is it a is it like what what do you, uh, did you guys knew that coming in that you might struggle with something like that, or or is that something that's new that you're gonna have to dissect? Yeah, we came into it as new, and we thought we were good. And uh, looking at it, we were not good on starts today, except for uh, in the main event, Hill actually was down. He actually had a great start in the main, but he was on the outside. Yeah. But it looked like he was going to get the whole shot. Someone pushed everyone out. Yeah, he just got pushed out, but he was finally down there. So, um, you know, it's like anything. It's new, and uh, obviously we didn't have it as figured out as everybody else. But the uh, heat race, uh, Justin wheelied, so we got too much traction for the heat race but um yeah i thought weston did okay on it too but yeah if we got better starts definitely would have helped us and we'll uh we'll, yeah, we'll definitely work on it this week um something that i asked justin and something that you're going to run into all three times with the 450 guys is this this uh three main event format that the, the triple crown events from a training standpoint from a practicing standpoint do these guys like really go out there and like like train for those specific events as far as like the three three main events or are they just try and get through those events because uh, it's, it's a format that they don't come up to very often i think it's cool because it's new but yeah. a lot of these a lot of the riders already do sprints yeah, they, they already, already do, do they, already they already do, do this do type of thing so i would expect that everyone does do a race day format c- coming up to it uh, quite a bit yeah but it's not going to change these guys that much they already they already do these things we already work on technique we already we already do sprints. Um, I don't I don't see it changing a whole lot, but I think it's cool. Yeah. I like it. It's a good change for sure. All those motors are going to mean something. I just yeah. I just wish that actually each main event counted for, for points, points, and it's that not all. Cool. That would be way that better. Seventy five points up for grabs yeah. in one night. Yeah, like that's the way I think would make it even better. For sure. Well, Jay Bone, I really appreciate the time, and I'm here for six weeks. We're going to have to do a few more of these. Cool. I hope so. Right on. We're not even coming to Canada, dude. We will. We'll be back, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure they'll go back. The Arena Cross King himself. Oh, wow. Thank you. Buddy Antunes, my friend. It was the uh, the kickoff of the uh, the Arena Cross tonight. Obviously, we're here at Supercross enjoying it. Um, before we get into Supercross, like your, fo- your fondest memories, or what do you think of when you think of Arena Cross? When I think of razzles. Arena Cross, yeah, not Razzles. Um, we didn't really go to New Orleans, but um, I think of you know really a camaraderie, camarad- how would you say camaraderie yeah, between the riders, um, a sense of fun and bar banging action at the yeah. end of the day. It was it was probably more fun and more bar banging, if that makes sense. It it and. Bar afterwards, there was then, a couple bar banging, yeah, all okay, the way across the board. Yeah, bar yeah, banging, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was a good time, and and just racing those guys every week, and mm-hmm. you know, you sat up there and listened to um, the three two fifty guys talk about how they've raced each other through there, and you know, we went season after season racing each other in arena cross, and yeah. you built this kind of like 
respect for each other, and then you still get out there and do battle, and and uh, then hang out later. So it was, it was always fun. Absolutely. Now we're here at Supercross. Um, I, first of all, at the gate drops for the 450 main event, and everyone goes, "Oh, there's Weston Pike." Forgot about that guy. I'm sure he was even thinking to himself, "Holy shit, I'm in third place!" And uh, and honestly, looking like he belonged there. Um, he he got everything down during tr- during uh, press day. Mm-hmm. He had the quad down the down uh, the first first baseline mm-hmm. really easily. Um, what are you bringing to his game right now that giving him the kind of confidence to be the kind of guy that we never thought he would be four years ago? <laughs> well, you know. With anything I do with the riders that I help, I always try to encourage that they ride with confidence because that's our sport, right? Yeah. And then also believe in what they're doing and then put their whole heart into it because at the end of the day, you know, heart takes over sometimes and will more than anything. Yeah. But with Weston, for instance, you know, he hasn't ridden a Supercross in almost a year and yeah. he goes back out and gets another fifth. So for sure. I think, and he was looking good before he got hurt. Yeah, and he was looking good before he got hurt. And I think, honestly, when I think about Wesson, he truly has that sense of belief. You know, before he believed he can get up there, but it's still maybe a little on the fence. But he yeah. knows he should be up front now. So yeah. you're starting to see that switch in him. And uh, to watch him jump off the line like that in the start, and I'm like, the big guy's going to get a whole shot. And then he got a little hung up, you know, yeah. but uh, came out three. guys wide. Probably so. <laughs> um, to come out third, and, and he was running good, running pace. And and then, uh, you know, obviously Jason and, and Marvin were, were going good too. And right. only thing I had to say is a little bit through the middle, a few mistakes, and he started to come on again at the end. But, you know, one thing Weston has done a little bit of is not kind of feel that front pace from the beginning. He's always been the guy that's coming from the back yeah. to the front. It's so easy. it's a different Stop environment. For yeah. a second, all of a sudden you got a donut hole in the middle of your race. Exactly, and that's what he said. He said he spiked a little bit in the heart rate, had to kind of get things back under control and then make the push again. Yeah. But, you know, he's program-wise, um, he's been doing my programs now on the motorcycle for, yeah. uh, you know, for some years and and obviously this year in particular with the good synergy of the team and, and the riders really get along we've been doing motos together yeah. and that's been helping Weston push and, yeah. and all the other guys as Go well chase so those little guys exactly yeah. um, so that's been a, a, something new that's been going on this year you lost the other years. rabbit earlier yeah and in the other years we were doing a lot on our own too right. you know but now it's we're spending more time back east of JGR mm-hmm. those guys came out west so it's it's been a little bit of a different vibe for them so it's obviously we've seen a little bit of difference in that tonight Awesome, man. Well, uh, I really appreciate the time, my friend. I'm here for the first six rounds, so we're going to have to do this I'll again. I'll have to do it again, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Great. Good to see you. Yeah. yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you. You take care, man. Justin Hill, post-race. My friend, uh, the number one stays on your bike next for, for next weekend, but it won't be red. Why not? red. Ah, just struggled, man. Just struggled. Rode like a rode like a doofus, and with that many fast guys, you can't do that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, I just uh, arms got tight and lost the flow. Just didn't just didn't uh, put it together. <clears throat> the track was really easy, so everyone was really close. 
um, and I just wore myself out trying to find time that wasn't probably there. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, it's it, it happens, and I'm just happy we have 10 races this time. For sure, absolutely. Uh, and obviously, like with the, the Triple Crown coming up, uh, those starts are going to be important. Your starts were not uh, exactly on point this, this evening. Uh, what do you attribute that to, and how do you fix it? Well, we uh, learned a lot on the starts, um, for sure. So I, I, I don't foresee any more terrible starts like tonight. I think it'll, it'll get better. So, um, But, yeah, it's, it's a learning curve. You know, it's, it, it is a new team. However good it, it is, there's, there's a bit of learning to do, you know. So uh, me, mainly just me, um, you know, making sure that everything is the way that, uh, that it was, you know, when, when I left the East Coast and, and everything. Because uh, that's, that's probably the hardest transition for me is getting out to the west coast and obviously having to be in california and, and a little bit more on my own which i don't like california so i probably should have just stayed out there longer <laughs> but um you know I'm, it's, it's always a learning curve if you're not learning you're dying so we're, we're we're just you know gonna do i'm gonna do everything that i that i can do to just get get into a better um you know racing zone type of shape because tonight i was just I was just tight and I rode dumb and and I attribute that a little bit to the track being easy because I don't necessarily do as well when it's easy. Right, <laughs> I'm like right. almost like you, you get pumped up because of the frustration that you can't go any first. Exactly, huh? exactly. So I'm definitely the uh, technical BMX guy. You know, like like it when it's just really like it when the obstacles take just an immense amount of thought. <laughs> That's what I like. So and it did. It wasn't that. So um, I just yeah I got frustrated and didn't didn't do. You know, I didn't do what got me that one in the first place, so I have to fix myself, and uh, it's on me. So, um, but I know what I got to do. I know what's ahead of me, and what's ahead of me, honestly, is a workload that I am now more excited to do. So um, I, I'm looking at it, you know, like I'm I'm angry, <laughs> honestly. Like, but but I'm looking at it in a positive way to 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 go forward. So I'm not I'm not sweating it. You know, I don't I don't worry about a lot. You know, I'm a pretty I'm a pretty kind of just Roll take it as it comes guy. guy, and you know, like I think that that's good for me. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to change just because I had one bad night. You know, I'm, I'm still going to be me, but I know what I have to do. So, how are we going to blow off some steam, go to the W, and uh, get that frustration out throughout the week, and uh, just punish ourselves so that we can kill it uh, next Saturday? Uh, honestly, it's just the motos, man. I need to get out there. I need to do my 20s. I need to get into the zone, and uh, and just shake off these these. Uh, you know, I'm just calling them. Cops webs honestly so um you know i haven't uh i haven't raced supercross obviously in a long time so you know it's it's always kind of like a uh jumping into the deep end in the water's cold type deal you know bay one so um some guys are a lot better at it than others me personally i've never been on the podium at the first round <laughs> ever so i uh i expected to be a little closer and i wanted to be on it but you know uh i definitely uh i definitely have some work to do before we can get up there but you know i i, I expect just a couple of days I can turn this around. So you guys only get the uh, the Triple Crown style race the one time. Do you guys really even um, like consider that as far as the training thing goes or get through that particular evening, get through that format, and move on with the rest of the series? I would say that, you know, the, the week of, you're probably going to do those type of sprints, those types of motos, but for the most part, I, I don't think it's going to be much of a program changer, honestly. Like, I think it's... You know, it's just like kind of like a heat race and then like a 450 yeah, heat race and then like something, you know, like it's not to me that big of a they all just mean difference. Yeah, they all mean something to it, to it, to it overall, yeah. which, 
like I, I'm confused on why they're all different amounts of laps. Like they're all mean the same, but they're all different laps. Like I'm really confused on that. But hey, I don't make the rules, man. I just Sometimes ride a you don't bike, so. I just ride a bike and, you know, whatever. So right. um, that's I'm just going to do sprints probably that week. I appreciate the time. Yep, no worries. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's on. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drakes has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Entiknap, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. The collectivexp.com, as well as the collective ex on Instagram, is where you can find the collective experience. Do so immediately. The collective experience. Nobody gets you closer. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. We stick to the same routine we had last year. We'll call up the top three in the 250 class first for a 10-minute Q&A. Follow up with the 450 class, top three, 10-minute Q&A, and then we'll open it up to the media afterwards. In the 250 division, aboard the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Adam Cincerello. In second, aboard the Monster Yamaloo Thor Parson Limited Yamaha, Aaron Plessinger. And the winner on the Troy Designs Red Bull KTM, Shane McGrath. lot of energy in the building being a one and everyone's pretty excited about it but for you this was your first experience with that take us through the day and 
some of the emotions that you felt dealing with this atmosphere? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was nerve-wracking for sure. I think for me, rolling out, um, rolling out of the tunnel before the heat race, man, I didn't expect it to be completely sold out. Like, I've been coming to Anaheim probably since 2008, 2009, pretty, pretty, um, you know, pretty much every year. So uh, to see it this packed, and man, I was so nervous in that heat race. So, I mean, even in the main event, um, I think the whole energy around this year, too, at Supercross, it seems like, even just leading up to the event, it just seems like bigger than normal. Like the moment just feels bigger. So um, it's exciting. It's exciting to be a part of it. You like Anaheim? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I thought the track was was really good too. Um, a little bit slicker um, than I thought it was, especially in that heat race. I went out there and um, it, it looked a lot better than uh, uh, than it was. I was I was sliding all over the place. So, uh, but yeah, overall good experience for Anaheim. Aaron, congratulations. Um, the heat race and the main event looked pretty similar. Adam was able to get you in the heat race, but the main, he sat behind you for most of it. Did you feel him back there? Do you know it was him? Yeah, I uh, I definitely felt him. He was right there. Um, I could feel him pounding me down, but I uh, just stayed consistent, and uh, I just kept my eyes forward and uh, didn't look back, and yeah, ended up second. <laughs> Shane, congratulations. A little deja vu? A little bit, yeah, but um, I mean, this this year, like uh, like Adam and, and Aaron were saying, this is this is a big year, and uh, I mean, the West Coast is is uh, got a lot of competition and uh, from a lot of teams too. So coming into this, I mean, um, you'll hear it more times tonight, but uh, I've never really felt that much nerves. So um, it just was the first one, and uh, well, it was just for the heat race. But after the heat race, it's like, all right, we we got the first one first one out of the way, but um, no, these guys are, are going to put up a, a fight all year, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, It's been a good offseason. We've we've put in our time and um, really learned a lot, so I uh, just look forward to keep growing. All right, guys. Everybody wears black this year. Um, Shane, compare yourself this year to last year. Is it the same, or do you feel you've elevated your game? And if you have, what areas do you think you've gotten better? Um, yeah, I mean, this this has been, uh, like I said, a, a good off season, and um, just uh, actually feel confident on the bike, feel aggressive, and um, that's uh, the big difference to last year. I mean, last year I was halfway through, Aaron was behind me, and I was like trying to go forward but I was like dude this is like this is real and uh but this year I mean um this is what we train for this is what we we do uh routinely during the week so um these guys they were they were pushing and I was I was trying to just not let them catch me but at the same time I just I feel aggressive I feel good on the bike and um I just feel more more in control and uh, a little less starstruck this year for uh, Aaron and Adam um, in the heat race, as he was talking about, you guys had sort of an alternate thing last lap. He got you in the heat race, Aaron and Adam. Like when you're coming out of a heat race and you had done that, you got him on the last lap. For you, I'm wondering, um, what does that tell you in the main event? Did it did it make you maybe a little more patient, thinking that you could get him later on? And then for you, like uh, you know, losing the spot late in the heat race, uh, you know, did it light a fire in you at all? There you go. 
Uh, yeah, I think for me, first of all, I was just happy to be alive after the. Uh, somebody landed on me on the on off. I don't know who it was. I just saw a yellow fender. I was like, I was like, I seriously like the whole first half lap. I was thinking to myself, oh my, like I could be laying on the ground. Like my whole series could be over right now. Like I'm so happy to be alive right now. So uh, that was nice. Um, and then after that, really, I was just trying to. I obviously I had to make passes quick. I had a few guys that I passed. I don't even remember, but. Um, I, I tried to. I was just trying to get him the whole time. Honestly, I don't. I didn't really um, look too much into the heat race. Uh, he made a mistake coming out of the woods. I almost did the same thing a couple times. So, um, <clears throat> as far as fitness and all that goes, I feel like I'm pretty confident that most most of us out here can do 15 plus one pretty um, pretty wide open. So I wasn't like waiting for him to get tired or anything like that. I figured he'd be pretty strong all the way through, um, regardless of the mistake in the heat race. So um, for me, it was just. I was trying to get him the whole time, and I ended up getting arm pump, so okay. it didn't work. To be honest, happens, I uh, <laughs> I actually thought it was Joey for the longest time. Thanks, and then, bro. <laughs> 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 and then I uh, I realized it was Adam, and then um, yeah, I just tried to be consistent and not make the mistake I did in the heat race, but uh, yeah, just kept my head on straight and just charge forward and keep moving forward, and uh, yeah. <coughs> this is for all three of you. Um, Anaheim won typically a pretty mellow track to get you guys into it, but there were some things like that quad down the first baseline you could do, but it didn't seem like any of you guys did it in the main event. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Pretty safe. You guys didn't do anything that was too risky at all. It didn't seem just consistent. The track was actually, yeah, it was, it was pretty mellow, but like at the same time you had to, you had to push so hard and I don't know, it got your heart rate up so quick and uh yeah there was some there were some things that were that were pretty big but overall it was it was pretty mellow and I mean track was really fun actually I thought. And uh yeah, a blast. Yeah, I think I think when the obstacles aren't that difficult like you saw tonight, I feel like we have to bring the intensity up. Like when the obstacles are a little bit gnarlier, you don't necessarily have to like you're more racing the track and, and tonight we were just kinda all I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we were all just kind of sprinting. Like, I felt like we went kind of the same speed we did in the heat race, to be honest. Like, and normally you see a little bit, um, just maybe a percent or two slower. You know, it feels that way. The intensity comes down a little bit during the main, just because it's a little bit longer. But I feel like if you did that tonight, you probably wasn't going to be good for you. I believe Joey had a question. I saw you raising your hand back there. I just wanted to know, when you found out that it was Adam, did it make you feel better? <laughs> <laughs> Be honest. I kind of felt the same. That's funny. Good times, everybody. We're having fun up here. Having the points lead again. I know last year that was something you kind of wrestled with. A whole lot more attention, a whole lot more. You know, pressure being out front. Is that something you're more ready for this year? Um, yeah. Like I said, it was uh, to come into A1. I mean, I didn't uh, didn't have a clue where we were. I I come off a five month off season because of my crash at Southwick um, during outdoors the year before. So um, even the whole month of December, I was just going through the motions. I was like, dude, I've been doing the same thing for for so many months and I'm like dude I just I just want to go race I mean I remember 
a week and a half before A1 last year, um, I had a meeting with Tyla and TK, and TK was like, dude, what's wrong? Like, are you are you even sure you're ready to race? And I'm, it, in a sense, it's like I understand where you're coming from, but it's like I've been doing the same thing for, for so long. But to come out and, like I said, I, the whole main event, I was like out front and I was like trying to race forward, but at the same time, everything's going on around you i'm about to get my first win and everything's happening really quick so then to get the red plate it it just it's one of those things where you're like oh well now what do i do and uh but i mean now it's i mean we're we're here to race and we're here to to bring everything we have every weekend and like i said before i mean these guys um are not going to back off and everybody's just going to continue to get better and um it's going to be be really hard, but uh, we're ready for the challenge. Questions for Adam. Adam, uh, it seemed like you have uh, a difficult time uh, finding places to make up time. You mentioned you guys were kind of pushing the limits of the track. Was there anything about the way the track broke down that didn't allow you to make up those times at that time? No, no. I, I really feel like I found my groove there in the middle of the race. Um, I think I had some... I, I briefly talked to my mechanic after the race, so I could be wrong, but I, I think I had some, some faster lap times. I think I, I was kind of clicking there in the middle, and um, I think it's just you kind of get off your flow a little bit. You kind of start pushing the front end, and um, it's just, just here and there. And once you lose a couple, like it seems like if you have a bad lap, you lose a half a second. It, it's like kind of takes the wind out of your sails because you, it, it's so hard to. It was so hard to make up time. I mean, um, partly just because these guys were going, uh, were going really fast, but um, also the track. Like we said, we were all pushing pretty hard, and um, and that heat race. I mean, not to go back to the heat race, but to go back to the heat race. Um, I was I was going as fast as I can in the beginning of the race, and I was like, dude, they were pulling me, and I was like, man, I'm about to get roasted in front of 60,000 people like right away. It's like that. So um, I was happy I was able to at least keep it, uh, you know, keep it close. I felt pretty good about my main event, even though even though it's the third. I think we're in a good spot uh, moving forward. Feel good. This is for Shane. So the second time qualifying session, you had a pretty big one. Obviously, you're hurt, but how are you feeling? Yeah, that, that's one of those where you you kind of just. It, it kind of brings your focus back uh, in front of you. Um, it just was kind of silly. I just jumped six inches a little too far to the left and landed on the hay bells. And um, yeah, I mean, it just—it's one of those times where you've just got to get back up and, and keep going. I mean, this is—it's going to be tough, and these guys are going to take advantage of, of weaknesses just like I would. So, yeah. With about three minutes left in the main, almost did the exact same thing to the spike heart rate. I, I did almost do that again. It, it's uh, I felt like the line was kind of getting farther and farther inside, and it, there, it was a little soft there. So uh, I didn't jump as far out as I did in practice, but I was like, oh, no. But, yeah, it, it was – I mean, it's one of those things where you just leave it there and, and keep pushing forward. Uh, this question is for Aaron. Aaron, I always kind of think of you as an East Coast guy. Obviously, you're from Ohio, and um, I think you raced – the past couple seasons, maybe the East Coast. So, coming into 2018, were you always slated to race the West Coast Series, or did that happen late in 2017? Um, it actually happened when uh, <clears throat> Colt Nichols um, broke his arm. Uh, I was supposed to race East Coast, and he was supposed to race West, but uh, you know things happened and. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of happy I raced West now, but, uh, you know, the challenge is going to be uh, pretty big, and 
I'm up for it. Questions for Shane. Uh, Shane, with the new testing facility uh, in Temecula with KTM, are you able to use that facility, and how much of a, is that a benefit to your program right now? Uh, well, I've been there once, and I don't ever want to go back until uh, there's, a, there's a few changes. But I know the, the KTM and Husky guys have been breaking it in, but it wasn't, it wasn't much of a 250 track. Um, but, I mean, it's good to train on, and it sucked training on it. But, uh, no, I mean, it, it's cool that, that KTM is um, bringing what they have. I mean, they, they are really investing in um, – their riders and uh it's pretty crazy to see and and to think like man i'm just i'm just a guy that likes to ride my motorcycle and you're you're doing that for all your riders and um i think it just it just speaks loudly for ktm and and uh their brand and they they really want to do good and and give their athletes the best uh best things that they can and, and they're really doing good at it this is for all three of you uh big change to the track that not a lot of people could see is that metal break behind the starting gate. I don't think maybe you, Shane, have raced on before a Monster Cup. How big of a difference is that compared to dirt in the past? And you're all three pretty tall, so you didn't need starting blocks or anything, right? I used starting blocks, actually. You did? Yeah. <laughs> just for, yeah, no. Dang, bro. I added leverage. I don't know. I just felt like a little bit, I mean, I'm basically flat foot on the bike anyway, but I just wanted like the extra weight on the bike, I guess. But um, I don't know. Maybe Shane could talk about the the starting pack because you seem to kind of have a dial I was not so good for me I kind of see it as like a 450 it's like it, when I get on a 450 I've got to like respect the bike with the dirt you could just do what you wanted but I mean the metal great you've got you've got all this traction and and you can start on it as hard as you can but you just got to be able to manage it to get a good start so um for me I just it's all about respecting it <laughs> I actually didn't get it down until like uh, <clears throat> probably like three days ago. I was still wheeling off of it, so um, I can you know. watch for that. I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it I was feel like so I feel like we were all like I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of self conscious about my practice great at home because it's like I'm not entirely sure if it's the same, and I was going to kind of I didn't know if I was going to use blocks or if the great was the same, if I was going to get the same traction, so. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like I got it. I mean, halfway decent down in practice today, and that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I mean, I've been I feel like everybody. I just feel like you're always double clutching off that thing. Like I'm just like arr, 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 trying to keep the front end down. So it's just all about managing it. Like like I said. Uh, one more for Adam and Aaron. Uh, you guys have raced each other a long time, like '80s and as kids. How weird is that to end up here? You are battling for a podium in Anaheim, as you said, in front of a full, uh, sold out stadium, biggest race of the year. But you've been doing this against each other at any level, at any age. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I think I, it is crazy, man. I remember racing Aaron probably, man, it had to be maybe like two, 2008, 2009, first time I kind of remember racing. He was always huge. I was always super <laughs> jealous because I was super small. and Man, I just want to be tall so bad. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. I was just jealous of him, honestly. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. I think it's the nature of the sport. We kind of all grow up together. We all go to the same races. We all travel kind of. And in a way, we're kind of bonded together because we, sounds a little weird, but we kind of sacrifice our lives for the sport in a way. I mean, we all have to do it the same way through the amateur nationals and, and through all that stuff. So we almost, 
we all don't like each other in a way, but in a way we like kind of got that special bond, you know. So I think it, I think it's neat. Um, I thought it was weirder that it was like literally the heat race in the main event, the same, it was the same thing. So that was that was more weird than actually seeing Aaron up there. I expected that. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. I think uh, our generation has grown, and it's obviously one of the faster ones. And uh, I think it's awesome to see us grow and, and to see us get faster. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I look forward to racing these guys for years ago. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> Hey, Big MX listeners, it's time for another commercial break. Please listen carefully to these, and we'll be right back to the show. Thanks. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims. Pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, talon and kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a lickin' and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose. They just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market, from supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-packet tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX 
Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. And in second place on the factory, Rockstar Husqvarna, Jason Anderson. Your winner on the factory Red Bull KTM, Marvin Muskan. <clears throat> Justin, I know it's been a rough couple of years for you with the injuries that you've pretty much gotten almost every December for I don't know how long. Uh, take us through just the emotions of being up here after kind of what you've gone through over the past few years and even in the off-season, not knowing what you're going to do and to be sitting here right now on the podium. Tell us a little bit how that feels. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, It's been definitely uh, tough times and like such, such tough times that I wasn't sure I wanted to race anymore. Um, so, you know, I kind of, you know, after, you know, I, uh, you know, didn't know what I was doing, didn't have a ride or anything, I kind of took a break and went uh, over to England and just like chilled out with my fiance and stuff. And then uh, my buddy called me and he's like, hey, you want to... <laughs> race the monster cup and i was like well i haven't really been training or anything but uh yeah sure so i flew home and uh spent a couple weeks on the bike at uh, florida just on a stock bike and then uh you know we went out to california put something together and did pretty good and just more so had fun and anything didn't put any pressure on myself and i was like all right well if i don't get a ride i'll just put together a team and 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 do that but luckily this came up and um yeah it's been uh it's been good it's nice to be uh up here tonight for sure it's been uh yeah a lot of tough times, but uh, definitely uh, worked hard to, to be up here. It was uh, nice to lead some laps and, uh, you know, get that feeling again. Definitely uh, building my confidence back up, that's for sure. It's been uh, been cool. Jason, mid-main event, I was paying pretty close attention to your gap with Marvin, and it was kind of closing, you're kind of losing, and it seemed to go back and forth almost like five or six laps in a row. Was that just little mistakes here and there? It seemed like you were still pretty aggressive through the middle section, but it was just... One step forward, one step back, pretty much the whole time. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know that uh, that track out there. I felt like it was uh, it was easy to override. So like whenever I felt like I would like close it up, I would try and like push a little harder and maybe make a, a couple uh, mistakes. But you know, at the same time, I feel like the pace we're going, we are riding. You know, mostly 100% the whole time. So it's uh, and when you're riding 100% and you're barely catching the guy in front of you, it makes it a little bit. Uh, a little bit tough, but uh, you know I tried my tried my best. But uh, yeah, I felt like I was inching up on him a little bit here and there, but uh, wasn't enough to uh, get him at the end. Marvin, with Ryan Dungey retiring and moving on, and you kind of filling the shoes as the lead guy on that team, any added pressure in this off season and coming into tonight, or business as usual? Yeah, for sure, it's different. Um, you know, Ryan was. Uh, uh, our leader, I feel like, uh, but not even at KTM. I feel uh, like the whole field, you know, has been winning the, la- the, the like three uh, championships in a row. So it's been, um, yeah, great for him. But yeah, it's it's it was a dream, you know, and, and the goal for me to be in that position. And, and here I am, and and I work really hard to, uh, you know, to fill in that that, that spot. And uh, and and you know, I want to do do really good now. And yeah, to win tonight is uh, definitely was not expected. I, I had a it was a difficult day, uh, but 
try to stay calm. Uh, yeah, I guess we made it happen. It's really hard to believe. You know, I had a bad start, but uh, yeah, we put everything together and we were consistent. You know, it was a long main event. Uh, for Justin, uh, you've been at the top of the score, you've won 250 titles, you've won 450 main events, you've been on the podium a lot in the 450 class in the past, and you've had a rough go, obviously, for a little while. Um, can you talk a little, little bit about what changes that makes in your personal life? Like, your phone blowing up now, like, this coming week, you're probably going to get all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of people bothered you, but uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, the ups and downs and, and how you handled all that and what you expect after you've now grabbed another podium? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Life's life's tough. I mean, uh, you know, I I was uh, you know I was in the lowest of lows and the you know highest of highs. Even you know when I was at JGR, I, uh, you know, won some outdoor races and started building confidence again. And then it seems like something you know you know would happen and I you know get set back again. And even uh, yeah, so that 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 was the that was tough for sure. And you know at the you know not coming into this with the contract was. Uh, was frustrating for sure, but I, I, you know, I knew I wanted to race more, so I was just like, put my head down and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, rethought life a little bit and uh, just, uh, you know, like I said, start building my confidence back up, get more comfortable, you know, on a bike and, uh, uh, you know, when I got the call from Yamaha, it was uh, exciting, but it was also scary because uh, I struggled in Yamaha in the past, but um, they did a great job, obviously, on their new bike and, you know, people have a hard time believing that as it coming in the season, like, oh, you didn't like the Yamaha, and I was like, well, it's not that I didn't like it, I just struggled on it, never got adapted to it, had a lot of injuries, but, uh, you know, felt felt like I had a solid, you know, month and a half before this, getting used to the bike and uh, build, re, re, rebuilding, it was just rebuilding, that's all it was, you know, uh, getting comfortable, getting the speed back up, and, uh, you know, it, it was good at the test track as well, because I got to ride with the Cooper and all the star guys, and, you know, we're kind of like a race every day, so, you know, we don't have the the Olden Baker uh, training facility, but we have our, our little Yamaha test track, so it's good. Justin, to build off that, so you signed for six races, right? Yeah. Have they tried to sign you for the full season yet? <laughs> no, yeah, maybe. I hope so. No, I, you know, like I said, you know, people ask me today, like, you know, what's your thoughts on the six race? I'm like, honestly, I'm just taking a race by race, but, you know, I'm, I, I hold the key to, the key to my destiny right now. You know, I think if I, you know, keep doing good, I'm sure, you know, Yamaha has enough uh, resources to run three guys, so I, I can guarantee that. So, uh, yeah, just taking it race by race, though, and just having fun. And that's what I did today. You know, I just went out there all day, and I was like, yeah, just have fun. And uh, that's what I did, and I showed good times and good speed, and things went well. Questions for both uh, Marvin and Jason. Uh, both of you had a pretty rigorous travel schedule during the off season. Um, first of all, how do those gate drops benefit you going into the season, as well as how do they outweigh the fact that you're – uh, your off season was basically limited to a forty day fit challenge. Yep. Well, you know, I, I had the exact same schedule as last year. You know, the, the racing Vegas and the Red Bull Street Rhythm, uh, Paris Supercross in Geneva. So I did the exact same schedule this year, and uh, it's. Um, I think it's really good for me, especially because going going back to France and racing those races. That's the only only time I, I get to go back there and and, and see the French fans and uh, enjoy that time. And also at the same time, it's uh, it's racing. And uh, we had a you, we have a new bike for the for this year. It was great to, to test it out on on race conditions. Um, and Jason was there. I mean, great riders uh, uh, show up to Paris and to Geneva. So it was great racing. Um, and yeah, obviously I, I love to travel over there and um, 
yeah, it got us, you know, uh, ready for the new season for sure. Thank you, Jason. Um, yeah, for me, <coughs> I've never done any of the off-season races, so um, honestly, uh, it was nice for me because for the past, you know, I, I mean, it's my fourth year being in the 450 class. The, the previous three years, I've been just grinding, you know, from from October to um, Anaheim one in Florida, and this year, I, uh, yeah, definitely did a little bit different, you know, but it was. Honestly, I had the time of my life. You know, I was able to go to Australia. It was summertime over there, and uh, they treated us well. And then had the exact opposite in Switzerland, where it was snowing. So, uh, but got to uh, you know check out the world. And um, I mean, I definitely want to go back to, and do those things next year because I had a good time. And you know, I still feel like for for us, those races, everyone talks about you race a lot and stuff like that. But those races are a little bit different. I feel like they're not as stressful. Um, and honestly, I feel like they're a, they're a good time, you know, and, um, you know, gate drops are good. And I mean, I raced Marv in Switzerland, you know, stepped into his territory a little bit, but uh, got beat. But uh, I had a good time. Congratulations to all three of you. There was so much said about pre-race jitters heading into this race. Also, we heard racers say you can't win a championship here, but you can lose one here. That being said, what's the feeling of relief to get through this race successfully and healthy? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like all of us up here on the podium, you know, um, achieved uh, what the what the main goal was was to leave here with uh, solid points and um, out of the uh, carnage. So, um, yeah, I think. Um, I'm uh, obviously, you know, we want to win, but uh, at the same time, you know, you can't complain with the second and um, getting solid points and, uh, you know, just moving on to the next round and uh, just trying to keep uh, putting ourselves in good positions. I feel like it, any results, you're happy when you're out of, uh, you know, the first round in Anaheim. Uh, obviously, like Jason said, when you're on, your, on, on the podium like that, you're, you're really happy and you want to move forward, but, uh, you know, it's... Um, it's it's important, yeah. Obviously, uh, to do good, like you said, yeah. You don't you don't win the championship now. It's uh, the first round, but but yeah, everybody is waiting for that first round, and it feels like that's the race of the year. But it's only the first round, and uh, but yeah, that's why it's so exciting, and uh, and yeah, now we get it out of the way, and uh, we move forward, and uh, it's going to be a long championship. Justin, talk talk a little bit about when Eli went down. All of a sudden, uh, oh, you're in the lead. What's going through your head? And then tomorrow, was it any more motivation to realize, oh, there's a win right in front of me? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, when Eli uh, got in front of me, I was, you know, trying to run his pace, obviously. Did pretty good for a bit. And, you know, the track was such a sprint track that any little mistake uh, cost you a lot. So, yeah, in that race, you know, I kind of lost touch of him. And then, as obviously, he went down. And uh, I was like, all right, like, just try to, you know, run my pace. You know, I, I kind of had in mind what I... Uh, you know, wanted to do in that in that race, and it was kind of going <laughs> the way I wanted. Obviously, I was out front, but uh, like I said, you know, uh, the little mistakes really uh, would get you tonight because the track's so uh, sprinty and, and, and fast. So yeah, the, you know, obviously Marv got me, and then uh, same thing, kind of tried to run the pace, make a little mistake, and Jason got me, and you know, but I stayed, uh, you know, fairly close to Jason, so I was happy, you know, where I finished at um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I mean, when you see uh, when you see Eli uh, leading like that, and I was uh, in third position, uh, yeah, I knew it would have been very, very hard, you know, to catch him. And uh, he had a he had a really good speed. And obviously, when you're leading uh, like that, you you know, you have nobody in front of you. It's uh, it's a little easier to take your line. Um, I can 
you know, the heat race, it was uh, pretty, pretty tough, you know, being uh, uh, in a group. So um, obviously, uh, it, it would have been better if I was leading. But yeah, I just took my time. And uh, yeah, I saw Eli uh, crashing and it proved that track was tough and everybody made mistakes. And obviously, I almost uh, crashed at the exact same spot as Eli crashed. I um, I clipped uh, the front wheel and uh, it was it was really, really close. So um uh, you know, you just had to be very consistent and uh, yeah, try to try to make it happen for twenty minutes. It was it was it was long, especially when you're leading. <laughs> it takes forever. <laughs> uh, this one's for Marvin. About a year ago, I think everybody thought like, yeah, Marvin, second guy on the team, it'd be great if he would win. And twelve months now, you're expected to win. Does that change your mentality? How you come to the races? How you prepare? Because that's a lot different being top five podium guy to now championship yeah you know it's not easy to uh to put yourself in in, the, in that position and knowing you're like yeah i can win you know it's it's really hard and uh, all those guys are working so hard and uh, the competition is really tough and uh yeah, like you said you know last year i was expecting to yeah get on the podium that's what i did but to win it, it, it would have been really hard so this year is a, is a different different story yeah i feel like yeah i can win um i know it's going to be very tough but anything can happen like tonight um this is for all three of you uh one of the biggest questions coming into 2018 was uh, what level could ken oxen be and there's no better test of that than a race um so after this race what's your thoughts um and did that surprise you? Well, for me, I think it's it's really good to have, uh, yeah, all the guys uh, behind the gate, healthy and, and ready to race. So uh, it's 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 the best for the for the fans, for the sport, and uh, we put on a, on a good show. I mean, right away the heat race, I was battling with with Ken, and uh, and yeah, he's uh, he's here racing, healthy and and, and strong. I think uh, and. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good season. Like I said, it's it's good to see everybody here up here and uh, ready to race. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. You know, I think uh, as we all know, you know, Ken's talented, and uh, he's very savvy when it comes to his racecraft and everything like that. So um, I feel like no matter what, he uh, he was gonna he's gonna be good. You know, no matter if he's slow or fast or whatever, I think he always is is um, pretty smart at figuring it out really quick. So. Um, it's no surprise on, on how good he's riding, but um, you know, at the same time, it's a long season, so uh, I think that's going to be um, the test for him because I don't feel like it's something that you know he hasn't pulled off or any of us have quite pulled off yet. So we're all trying to figure that piece of the puzzle out. So uh, um, yeah, I think that's just going to be I think that's going to be the part where um, you know he's going to have to figure it out. But um, yeah, I mean, at the same time, we all got to figure that out. Yeah, for sure. Good to have him back. You know, that was a, a scary crash and, uh, you know, scary injury. So uh, anyone who can come back from that and uh, be competitive is uh, is awesome. And the, the competition is obviously, you know, every year it's super hard. But, you know, I was, even, I was talking to Jason the other day before, uh, you know, I think it was press day or something, and we were saying, like, you know, the competition really never – the the level never changes. It's always there's always a gnarly level, but it's just different kind of different guys a little bit. A few guys go away and a few guys come, so it, it, it's always you know top level and uh, yeah, it's a long season and uh, yeah, everyone's gonna be fighting for sure. Uh, this question is for uh, Jason and Marvin. Uh, you were on the West Coast a little more. You both did off season races. Dungey's gone. Brock Tickle moves in. 
just talk about how different the work was between you two. I guess you weren't riding together as much as maybe previous years, so was it different this offseason a little bit? <clears throat> um, yeah, for sure. You know, I stayed on the I stayed on the West Coast. I really wanted to uh, stay with the team, and uh, you know, kind of we had a new bike, and um, kind of wanted to develop that. You know, and I kind of wanted to be uh, involved in the process. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we did some motos together and stuff like that. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, we were uh, we just uh, kind of did what was was good for us and uh, was uh, able to be. Uh, as possible, and I think, uh, yeah, I think whether we're on the West Coast or East Coast, I mean, I think we all put in the work. If, uh, if we if we want to do good, I think we're going to, uh, you know, put our heads down and, and figure it out, you know, problem solve against. Yeah, you know, Jay, yeah, Jason had, uh, you know, different, um, different, I mean, not schedule, but uh, he wanted, yeah, to stay in California. You know, everybody's different, and uh, we uh, we all try our best uh, to be the best. Uh and and we all work really hard and um, but you know I try to yeah obviously I uh, focus on myself and uh, we both have you know Alden Baker as, as a trainer and uh, and we work uh, you know really hard and uh, we've seen each other a little bit uh, in Florida and yeah obviously there, there there is pressure and because we both want to win and uh, and yeah that, that's not that's not easy. Um, even though with no racing, we we, 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 we we joke, you know, together. And but when you know there's the, the championship, that you know there's there's pressure and there's competition. So it's not not always easy, but um, but we know we know at at, at the end it's uh, it's good and um, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a good championship. And um, I'm really happy the the work that I that I put in and uh, yeah for also for KTM and Escobarna, we're all doing good. All right, thank you, guys.